Why can't you call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? You can. The Gray Zone. Boom. I never get tired of that intro. Thanks again, Jace Bivey, if you're listening. You're in the Gray Zone. I'm Gray Thompson, Color of Gray on Twitter, Color Gray Studio on Instagram, although I don't really participate over there much. And I'm joined by Tinfoil Hat of Truth on Twitter. I think I got that right. <laughs> Is that what it yep. is on? Wait a second. What is your actual? First of all, it's Georgia Matt Matthew McGahey. Welcome back to the Gray Zone, brother. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, that, it's uh, so it's kind of funny. Like I, I, I thought that was a funny name, so I called it that. But like the actual at is Matt Dog eighty. That's what I need. My actual at. Yeah. So Matt Dog eighty. But, uh, yes. As is. Yeah. Just for anybody who had forgotten when Georgia won a national title. Yeah. Well, you know. You get, you got to have it on there. Right? Yeah. So. No, I guess my point is nobody's going to doubt that you're a Georgia fan. Well, well, I mean, you know, it's funny because, like, everybody bags on us for it. But, I, you know, I take it as a point of, of pride, man. I mean, it was also the year I was born. So it's like, to me, it's a – I like 1980. Like, it's a great year as far as I'm concerned. So It was the first know, year of the 80s, people, which was a great decade. Yeah. It was a fantastic decade. <laughs> but a great music, you know, good football, a lot of good stuff happened in the 80s so um yeah no as far as the world's largest outdoor cocktail party i mean it, it is right and uh you know although it's, I, sometimes you kind of think of it as the world's largest beer drinking party because i mean i think more <laughs> people probably drink beers than i was going to ask but, you about that so uh, we're going I mean, I to this know. game it's my first time going it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party it's georgia versus florida in jacksonville florida so it's an quote-unquote away game but they it's call it a cocktail party, but it's definitely not like like an Ole Miss thing where they have the big red hats and the flowers and stuff like that. This is a party, right? I'm going to get it. I've never oh, been, so this, fill in some blanks for me. This is just a straight party. I mean, it, <laughs> a straight it, it party. Is, it is like nothing you will have ever seen before. Like even even for me, who's been to a lot of Georgia tailgates, tailgates at South Carolina tailgates, you know, a lot of different places. This is this is something else. It's. It's almost like being at an SEC championship game, Gray, which I know you've been to that, but it's like bigger and more. Like, that's the best way to put it. Like, it's more. And um, I mean, because, yeah. like, listen, there's like RV areas where people will park RVs and they'll stay there forever, you know, like a whole week or two around the thing. Some people go to the islands, like, they'll go to Amelia, St. Simons, or. Uh, or Jekyll, and, like, those people are really invested in it, staying in Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know anything obviously. about Jacksonville, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, know anything. Well, so those are the islands off the off the boundary of Georgia, but people will, because that's so close to Jacksonville, they'll literally, like, party at those houses or have houses there and spend time at the beach and, like, Georgia has go to islands? a game and then come back. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> God. I mean, Georgia actually has coastline, believe that or not. Um, I believe it. Yeah, we're going to drive through it, so you're going to, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's it, – and Jacksonville as a city is – is um, it's a very large city, um, and the area around the stadium is all very conducive, but it's all – it just like everything around the stadium gets completely dedicated to Georgia and Florida during this game. And like, Florida. It's right? like, it, <laughs> Yeah, we, we'll let them show up, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got, like, vendors everywhere selling all kinds of things. Like, I think when I went last time, there, the kid's like, hey, I want to get one of those pineapple things. He was talking to his dad. I was like, pineapple thing? 
and like they literally like cored out a pineapple and like put like a drink in it and stuff and like oh my God. I was just like oh my uh, yeah it was crazy it's just there's so much going on and it's just wild and I think uh, SEC Nation's going to be there I don't think game day is there I think they chose to go somewhere else which I mean they've already been to Georgia three times Man, so I don't blame them but, you know they're going to Michigan yeah. Michigan State Fox is up there Who? too Michigan Who? at Michigan State who? I don't. Stop. I've never heard of them. Sorry. <laughs> they're two. Um, they're. The, it's the only undefeated matchup this weekend, bro. Michigan. Right. Michigan State. Um. Yeah, the fighting. The fighting Mel Tuckers versus the khakis of Jim Harbaugh. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. But that's where game day is. Sure. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, you oh, okay. can't be upset about game day being at the only undefeated matchup in the country. That's all. You can't. And it deserves no, I, to be there. It should be there. I called that three weeks ago. It's awesome. It's good news. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm happy for Mel Tucker. I'm not so happy for Jim Harbaugh. But, um, yeah, so, but as far as a cocktail party, man, like, we have a whole schedule set up. I mean, I sent it over to Gray. Gray's already, like, pumped and uh, looking forward to it out there, listeners. So, um, you don't mess with the process. You don't mess with it. So like, there's a whole process. We're going to do it. So Clark Clark Griswold over here, man. I know. It's, so well, it's not me. Serious. I mean, <laughs> yes, it is. It's definitely not me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not me, man. I'm I'm not the cruise director on this one. That would be Big William. But, okay. Um, okay. Anyway. It's good. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. It, I hope. It'll, be, it'll be exciting for sure. Halloween um, weekend. Again, I've never been there. I love going to new places. I've seen Georgia and Florida play. I've never seen them play each other in person, I should say. Um, and again, we're going to miss some football, but it's good, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm getting off topic, but um, I'm really excited. Thank you. We've been trying to go to this game for years. Halloween weekend, which is always great because it means Alabama's on a bye. <laughs> and Clemson is almost always beating Florida State, which we'll also get to in a minute. But um, first things first, I got a, a word here from Coach because it's, you know, Tennessee hate week was last week, but... Look, we beat Tennessee today, so I'm really happy about that. It wasn't a perfect game, and it wasn't perfect execution, but these people are really, really happy that we beat Tennessee, and I'm really happy we beat Tennessee. Yeah, me too, we Coach. we got a bye week. We need to fix some things. So let's don't worry about the mental lapses right beat Tennessee. Let's do this and again. And I'm really happy we beat Tennessee. I'm really happy we beat Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> beat the spread, too, Matt. Let's start there. Alabama, I don't have it in front of me. Do you remember the final score? I think oh, it, it was, was like, fifty-two to twenty-four. The point spread yeah, was twenty-five. Like that. I had that right. as a lock. They scored twenty-eight, so <laughs> twenty-eight on top. So <laughs> just, I'm happy about that. Edged it over just a little. So yeah, with a you know a little bit of a sounds, lucky touchdown at the end. But roll tide. It sounds like uh, yeah, it sounds like your field goal kicker actually hit a field goal too in there somewhere. He also so missed one, a long crazy. one. It was fifty-four oh. yards or something. Yeah. You well, know. that's keeping the that's keeping the Bama tradition alive. <laughs> well, so. yeah. I remember missing. Extra <laughs> hey, at least point it's not a PAT almost every game. After extra point. After extra point. After extra yeah, I remember point. texting you at one point saying you mixed an extra point, Gray, and you go, you you were like, it's what we do. Yeah, well, so, so. Nick Saban went out and got a kicker. <laughs> He's the goat. So let's have it. Roll Tide. Everybody's smoking cigars. The Wait, players were getting buzzed kicker? from the nicotine on the field. There was a bunch of them, dude. And, you know, it's important. That's why I wanted to play the Nick Saban thing. It's important. Dabo Sweeney said it this week. Winning is hard. It's hard. Everybody wants to beat you. Every time. Every week. 
This is a rivalry game. Tennessee was up. I was at a memorial service in Tryon, North Carolina, with no cell phone service, <laughs> and um, and an Alabama but guy. You could get texts. But apparently you could get text. Well, so what happens is, if you've ever been in a place that has, quote-unquote, no service, right? What happens is your phone just drains like crazy because it's trying to get anything at any time. And so when it does, your phone just erupts with every text message, every update, whatever it can get. (laughs) Yeah, so my phone would go nuts, and and this guy was trying to – he's a big Alabama, huge Alabama, legacy guy. He's wearing a a legit Bear Bryant hat. I don't know what to call it. Chip, I don't think he's listening, but – he did a great job. He hired me for this gig, and I'm super thankful for it. It was great, except, you know, obviously couldn't watch any football. And he comes up to me, and he says, look, man, Tennessee's up. They're beating us. And I said, chip, 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 chip. Relax. It's the first quarter. You know they pulled the hurry-up crap. You know it was probably something silly. I just said, relax. You know me, Matt. You know how I'm going. I throw away their first quarter. Next thing you know, he comes up to me. Look, Gray, the score hasn't changed. And I said, um, y- yes, it has. Look. Look, it's literally 20 to 14 right now. Oh, it's 21. They just kicked an extra point, which we celebrate. <laughs> and the rest is history. Well, you know, and then I got to go back and watch the game, and Alabama held Tennessee back and then slammed into the kicker um, for Tennessee when it was fourth and, I think, 23. Again, determinant penalty. So Tennessee gets a first down from that. And the next play, they just threw a bomb. Again, the hurry-up crap was how Tennessee was able to score any points. I say any points. You know what? I hate them. So I think it's okay to say that that's where their success came from, was trying to catch everybody off guard, including not just the refs, which sounds, you know, cruel and unusual, but the TV crew. Like, I love to watch from the overhead cam, the sky cam. You can't. You can't. When you do this hurry-up crack that that Josh Heupel was known for at UCF and that, again, has brought them success at Knoxville, it's just abrasive to the pacing of the sport. It's not like Alabama and other teams like Clemson and Georgia aren't doing pre-snap reads and motions and stuff like that, but there's a cadence to it rather than, oh my god, just... Make sure to not finish your sentence and start it in the middle of it. Like, that's what it feels like. It it feels gross. And there's nothing better than beating a team that's gross at football. And it's vastly better when that team is your rival and it's Tennessee and it's at home. (laughs) So, roll tide. (laughs) Never, ever gets old. I see as the the year wears on, we're leaning heavier and heavier in Alabama and leaning further and further away from Clemson. I've just noticed that as well. Well, no, again, it's Clemson didn't play a rival. (laughs) And look, I'll probably do the same thing next week after Clemson beats Florida State because I consider them a rival. But I'm just saying it's... Will you? Yeah, I will. will. I mean, to be fair, we're probably going to start next week with the game that we go to in two days, right? I'm sure, but I'm just just wondering if Clemson's going to beat Florida State. I guess. Oh, they are. Know. Yeah, yeah. You can I, I don't mark know the tape. Anymore. Mark the tape. <laughs> I don't. All right, Walt. <laughs> Is that what? He, does he say I, that? Mark the tape. Oh, he says it all the time. That I mean, he to be it fair, it's time. not really his, but whatever. Mark, mark, the, mark the tape, Ramona. Mark the tape. Okay, I didn't know he was an Italian gangster, but I'll make sure yeah, to tag he him. Yeah, that's what so. he sounds like half the time. <laughs> I'm to not me, sure. He, where he sounds like a guy from the Lehigh Valley, you know. Like Hartwell, yeah, like he doesn't say the R's or something. Hart, he doesn't say the T. Hartwell, anyway, whatever. And he, and he, and he, he says Oregon. I'm like, nobody says Oregon. Not yeah. even people from there. It's Oregon. Come on, man. I don't know where he's from. Um, I, I think it's yeah, probably like Pittsburgh you. area or something, but. He, he won't tell you. I mean, I don't so. think he won't. What? 
Well, no, like look, he's a triggering guy. He's a polarizing he... guy. I, I like yeah, a lot of his yeah. analysis and stuff. I, mean, I listen to that channel WCCP a great bit. I listened to it yesterday when Dabo Sweeney was at um, the purple and orange Bojangles at Clemson and was getting up to leave, and he just started talking, and it was a great speech. Look it up. Look up. Just do a search for Dabo Sweeney Bojangles, and it'll show up. And he does this speech about how fans shouldn't lose hope. We're still Clemson winning's hard and all these things, and you hear these people. You see them. Like this cute old lady in the background. Amen. Amen, coach. I mean, I love, I love that. It wasn't like a press conference that he had at a Bojangles. It was just, he was doing radio to raise funds for breast cancer awareness and for this bus where they do free mammograms. I think it's great. It's something to support. Um, Tigers for Tatas. Everybody around here has heard of the cam- campaign. If you haven't, do a quick search. If you feel like contributing, hey, that's how you can use your voice and, and your power to, to help change the world. And I encourage it. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a tangent, but that's part of the reasons why I think Clemson's gonna gonna beat Florida State. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Are there any games that you want to cover real quick from last week that we um because your team, Georgia, was on a bye week, like did you watch other football games? <laughs> um well I was I was camping, so I was mostly following along on my phone. Oh my god, um, I didn't know that. Well then thank you again for your help. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> you kept me in the loop. <laughs> Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just like, yeah, I wonder what Gray's doing. So, it's like, I was like, are you watching? And he's like, no, I'm in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. So, it had was, to keep you updated. It was pretty beautiful. Yeah, it was a memorial yeah, service kinda... for a guy who was a big North Carolina fan, and he um, from oh, Tryon, okay. he would come down to Clemson to Little John to see Clemson play. Um, against North Carolina because he couldn't go to those other games or whatever. Uh, it was interesting. His wife was from Aniston. They're Alabama fans, which is really just a coincidence. Um, it was really kind of neat that people weren't talking about football, and I you know, kept going back to my phone to say, thanks, Matt. Because, <laughs> for example, um, NC State and Miami. Miami won against NC State in a game that had over 60 points in it. I couldn't be prepared for that. Yeah, I don't know what to even think about that. I mean, Cincinnati struggling mess. at Navy. I mean, everybody seemed to struggle this past weekend. I mean, with the exception of probably Alabama. I mean, unless you want to count the first quarter, which you are, don't. So, are you kidding me? They uh, definitely struggled. Tennessee was well, within a score that. into the fourth quarter. I wouldn't call that a dominating win, even though the points spread was beat at the end. Why does this keep doing that? I'm trying to get it to not make noise. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you call it what you want to call it. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> but um, I, I don't need to be nice. I mean, I call them <laughs> like I see them. I, again, this is the Ted Lasso school of coaching, right? You, yeah. When you let Tennessee score, what was it, 24 points? Again, it, it's hard to talk about Tennessee scoring multiple touchdowns in Tuscaloosa. I'm not happy about mm. it. Vic Saban's not mm. happy about it. But you go to a bye week before you host LSU next week. It's Nick Saban's birthday this weekend. And LSU has given up even more tickets. So roll tide. Uh, again, same thing with Clemson. The future's bright. Okay? L- let's blast through some of these games from last week. Again, Cincinnati at Navy. Cincinnati was favored by like 27 points. That's dumb. Again, I think part of the problem was the week before they played UCF, who was decimated with injury, and they throttled them. And that used to be a rivalry game. UCF used to define that league. And then Navy, people just weren't prepared for the ball to stay on the ground or something. I'm not sure what, what that was about. Weather was kind of an issue, but I wouldn't call it determinant. 
Um, but, you know, you got to win your clunkers, Matt. And that's exactly what Cincinnati did. They remained at number two. Yeah, that was definitely a clunker. And, I mean, you know, sometimes you're when you when you play a game like that where people are running a lot, that's very physical. It's tough, you know, and it can it can be it can be one of those kind of games. So I mean, you know, Kentucky was a very physical game, and some people were pretty nervous about it. I mean, I'm always a little nervous, but I was pretty pretty confident that we would pull that one out, you know, because I just didn't think that they would have the ability to stay with us, and they didn't. And really, their only touchdown was just desperation until the last one, and then. Kirby let him like, okay, you want to take 11 minutes to score? It's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to run out of time. You don't get 24 points for a touchdown. So, you know, anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the games where there was a lot of struggling going on last uh, last week with game, teams that you didn't think should struggle. So, I mean, but everybody's got clunkers, right? I mean, it's very rarely that you don't see a team have a clunker game somewhere that makes you go, hmm. So it's part of the reason why, frankly, Matt, the sport is so exciting to me, right? I mean, so Wake Forest scored 70, Army scored 56. Is that a clunker? Like, I mean, both teams <laughs> scored more than the combined total of Cincinnati at Navy. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? You call it a clunker because you couldn't stop defense on either side? I don't know. It's just not boring. Hartman threw no, for not- 458 yards. 458 yards against Army. It's insane. It's crazy. Well, it's I'm certainly not boring. <laughs> I'm going to throw a hot take out there. Are you ready? Please. I think that we are about to see a shift back to defensive football away from this offensive football that we've seen for like maybe the last, what, 10 years? I'm listening. Um, I think we're about to see that shift. I think Kirby is going to be the arbiter of that shift. And I think we're about to see that happen. And I think that's what's going on this season because it seems like everybody's just – it seems like the sport's changing again. A little bit. And, you know, we happen to be the top defense doing that. But I think we're seeing a shift um, because people are figuring out, you know, these spread wide, you know, offenses and things. And I, I just think that it's starting to shift. So it is. I think that's why we're seeing some of the craziness. And I think that's why you're seeing teams like Wake Forest and Army and stuff score these massive amount of points because, you know, usually it's those teams that catch up late. Yeah in the game and they're the ones that adopt all this stuff later because it just takes a while for them to catch up with, you know, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons of the world, the ones that are on top. And I think that we're shifting again already. And I think we're going to be the first ones to do it. And I think that's why we've been so dominant this year. So um, that's my hot take on that, but I just think that's what we're seeing. So. You're not I think wrong. That's what we're going to see. Um, the sport has changed this year. And again, not just in college, but also in the pros. You've seen these teams that were defined by RPO, which was sort of initiated in college and, and later adopted by the NFL and immediately had success. And now it is immediately not having success, so to speak. Right? The, the, um, the defenses have immediately triggered a response to that having success from RPO alone. Uh, so teams like Kansas City and the Eagles, who rely on the RPO, are not doing necessarily terrible, but certainly aren't just throttling everybody like they were. I say everybody. I shouldn't compare those two teams. We're not going to talk about the pros anymore at all whatsoever. But the one thing <laughs> that does that. need to change, I think I'd like to suggest, is the new overtime rule after we saw nine of them oh. for Illinois at Penn State. Oh. So that was both the worst teams, thing I've ever seen. Both teams. Look, what happens is after the first overtime, you basically get a single play that goes back and forth from ed- side to side of the entire field. 
to change teams. It's so strange. It's it's. I don't think it helps the sport at all. I don't think nine overtimes helps the sport at all whatsoever either. But at least then you had to make a field goal and you could block that or a touchdown or you had more of an opportunity that felt, again, like back to the cadence of the sport. This didn't feel like a dance. It felt like a stumble and fall. So I'll, let me put it to you this way. Both Illinois and Penn State clearly had plans for the two-point conversion. They had plays called up. They just plain couldn't execute. It looked like they could execute, and they would hit a guy in the hands, and he would drop it. Or he would throw the ball just a little too far. Or a guy would get stopped at the one-yard line. Like, it just kept going over and over and over and over again. And it was really frustrating to watch, even... (laughs) Even not watching it live, which I cannot even imagine having to trudge back and forth down the field to try to keep up with all that crap. It's it's not good for the sport. It's not healthy. I think doing it after two overtimes alone, that's that's not healthy either. Um, just to take kickers out of the game, I can understand that. <laughs> Um, I, yeah. I don't know. It just it felt very. It just felt abrasive to me just to watch it. And again, Penn State. I've kind of look. They're. I'm not sure what they're ranked now. They were ranked seventh. Meanwhile, you've got Wake Forest ranked sixteenth, undefeated, and putting up seventy at Army. Like I don't know what people want. I, I and again, not trying to like shame anybody for the rankings. I just don't understand why people get so upset about these stupid numbers because they aren't supposed to be accurate. They're supposed to try to be a guess. They can't ever be accurate. How could they? So why just don't let it bug you? San Diego State jumps into the top twenty-five. UTSA, aren't they still in the top 25? I think so. It's incidental. Meanwhile, Ohio State throttled at Indiana. Penn State now gets to play against Ohio State. Uh, Don't tell James Franklin that. He thinks he's playing Illinois again or Indy. I can't remember what he said he was going to play. He couldn't either. (laughs) I think Penn State is one of those teams. Look, I don't love James Franklin. I don't think he's a great leader. I think every time I see him, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he speaks and just kind of ruins it for me. I think it seems clear to me that he's going he's going to leave Penn State. He's not the guy for that job. Penn State, frankly, deserves a better leader. I don't think they have much hope uh, this weekend against Ohio State anyway, but he just doesn't do it for me. And I think they were overrated initially with that first game against Auburn because it was competitive, and we just knew Auburn was going to be great. Look, we might, we might not be wrong about that, but we were wrong about Penn State. I'm sorry, I said we. Uh, not me, though. So all of y'all, and not me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, well, I, mean, I say. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I just haven't seen it from them. Defense, pretty good. Not going to lie, pretty good defense. Uh, offense, it looked like it had some room to grow with Sean Clifford, who got hurt and is kind of represents the sport really well, Matt. He's playing tough when he's clearly hurt and shouldn't be playing. When he goes through nine overtimes, come on. Now you've got to play against Ohio State? That doesn't help you hurt less. I'm not looking at the spread right now, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking Ohio State as a lock in case you can't tell. I think it's like 19 points, which is a little bit too high, but... I just don't think Penn State has it to do anything with scoring points. They haven't shown me much this year that they can score points. Yeah, I'm. I've not been. I've not been impressed with them at all. So, I'm with you. I'm NC with you. State at Miami. Miami. Mm. I was not prepared to win a football game. 
I guess I just wasn't prepared for a backup quarterback who I hadn't seen play to be outstanding and throw for over 300 yards against arguably the best defense or one of the best defenses in the ACC at home. <laughs> who are you, Miami? I guess you're defined by this new guy. Uh, what's his name? Van Dyke? I forget his first name. It's incidental. Also, we got to mention Clemson at Pitt for the first time ever. Kenny Pickett threw for 302 yards, 27 to 17. Pitt wins. Um, we kind of saw this coming. It was a little disappointing. Again, it's a 10 point win. It's not a gigantic win. One of them came off the the shuffle pass the DJU had that was just ill advised. Um, the defender broke through, caught the ball with postage stamps on it, dude. It, it was just hanging there for him. He just, all he had to do was not screw it up, and he didn't. I'm not saying the better team didn't win, um, but what happened was after that play, DJU got benched. He handled it better than, for example, Spencer Rattler did when he got benched. Amped his team up, came back in, and he scored on the next drive. That's part of the reason why I'm picking this Clemson team to beat Florida State this weekend is why I bring it up. They had... we Look, let's put it this way. Nobody, and I don't care how bad anybody thinks they understand Clemson or doesn't like them or whatever. I don't think anybody was prepared for Clemson to be four and three, frankly, right? To lose three games this early in the season at all. And arguably one of the worst offenses in the league and yada, yada, yada. But every week we're trying to figure out, is it going to break? Like, what's going to change? Maybe it just did. Maybe that's what it takes. Look, again, Probably not. Like it, uh, Clemson had more injury, too, in this game. Clemson's decimated by injury. I've seen other teams there before. That's hard to stomach. Still, they have... I don't like to use intangibles like a spark or energy or something like that. But whatever it is that triggers your brain to go back to doing what you're really good at doing, it seemed to work. Their pace was really effective at the beginning. Again, I don't know why it trailed off. Like it, the last two games Clemson has had, the, 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 it looked good in the first quarter. And you know me, <laughs> don't love the first quarter. It doesn't define the game. I just wish it did more for Clemson's style of play. We'll see. We'll see. At home against Florida State this weekend. Florida State, by the way, had a huge, huge win against UMass, who, again, arguably the second worst team in the country. But 59 to 3, that's saying something. Letting Mass score three, oh, that's just. I hate that. I hate when teams take away the zero. I hate that. 59 is <laughs> a lot of points. Um, Coach Mike Norvell is playing some pretty good tempo. That team is not outstanding at all. Again, 59 against UMass doesn't mean a lot to me, really, at all. I think it means a lot to a lot of other people. But Clemson is favored. Do you remember this one? What Clemson's favored by? Or are they not favored? They I think it's like nine points. What do I, not I don't think they year? were favored because I think they. I think this was the first time they hadn't been favored in a while. Okay. Um, whatever. I'm. I'm, not, I'm going. hundred percent. I'm, I'm going with the Tigers. <laughs> like, we're we're jumping around all over the place. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's the any other games. Syracuse at Virginia Tech. Syracuse forty-one thirty-six. Um, no. We knew South Carolina was going to get destroyed, and so that's not fun for those fans. Georgia Tech at Virginia was surprisingly competitive. Virginia's got a fun one this week. Um, Fresno State got by 34-32 to 32 over Nevada, which I was not 
prepared for at all. (laughs) (laughs) And Liberty in North Texas, that was less fun than I told people it would be, and I apologize for that. But Liberty eked out a win with a late special team score, so that was pretty neat. Um, Let's just move on. Is that okay with you? It's fine by me. Um, Why can't I? You know, it's just time to move on. It's just time to move on. Cincinnati at Tulane at noon. First of all, Tonight, Navy at Tulsa and UNLV at Nevada. I don't really want to promote either of these games too much. Um, Navy, again, like we said, was competitive against Cincinnati, but Tulsa's a strong defense, so I think a lot of people just aren't going to enjoy watching this game. UNLV at Nevada, same thing. (laughs) It's just sloppier football, and it's on CBS Sports Network. Meanwhile, Saturday, October 30th. um, Actually, before we go on, Matt, we're recording this. On Thursday, October twenty eighth, happy birthday yeah. to um, to Stetson Bennett, the fourth UGA's SB4, quarterback. SB four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fun to wish him happy birthday this year before he transfers next year, which is you know I don't know where he's going to go, but what? Uh, I don't think he's going to transfer. I think he's done. I think he's out of eligibility or something. If ifs and butts were candy and nuts, how does the rest of that go? Wait, is he really that old? I think so. Pretty oh, sure. I didn't he know actually that. came to Georgia, then he transferred and played in another school for a minute. Then he came back, and he played last year, and he's going to play this year. So, I mean, I don't know with the COVID things. I mean, maybe he could play another year, but I don't think he will. Damn! But we'll see. Okay. <laughs> I was really of... just trying to get you to laugh, buddy. That's all. Um, I'm re- oh, Okay. You know what? Sorry. That's fine. Sorry, I failed. <laughs> no, I failed. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. We're flying by the seat of our pants. Thank you again for being here today, buddy. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? I got butterfingers with the soundboard in case you can't tell. I was like, where did that come in to play? But anyway. Cincinnati at Tulane, the green wave. Tickets as low as three bucks. So that's Oof. basically a penny Oof. for every point that Cincinnati is going to put up on the road. Michigan at Michigan State, number six versus number eight, respectively. Uh, green is my favorite color. I love saying go green to Sparty fans, and they love to to high-five when I do that. Um, I thought they would love to look at you like, what are you talking about? No. They know what I mean. <laughs> you know me. I love to say stuff like that. I love to cheer people up, and the easiest way to do that is to say their, their team's chant. That's all. Tickets as low as $224. I mention it because Michigan and Michigan State have both been not great for a while. Michigan competed for the league for a few years ago. Michigan State has gone down in the tubes. And Mel Tucker last year inherited a poor team in a difficult year. And they won two games last year, Matt. Just two. Can you name Hmm. either of those? Nope. One of them was Michigan. Ah. I believe it was 27 to 24. Well, Michigan was pretty bad. So At Michigan? Me. Well, again, the Big Ten started real late. They didn't make a lot of sense. We couldn't tell who they were. Michigan State only winning two games? Come on. And one of them being Michigan, it makes you throw your hands in the air for both teams, right? So, again, what we didn't expect, what nobody could have been prepared for was both of these teams to be undefeated in Week 9. Like at all. So, to be fair, I wasn't ready for that, but I did tell you that Michigan State was going to be good this year with Mel Tiger at the helm. Oh, my so God. Go. Who the hell cares? Uh, you just don't <laughs> like it because I was right. Um, 
I've been I, right a lot this first year. First of all, like I it. love when you're right. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I, I love when you're right, and you were right. I agree. <laughs> um, I don't dislike Mel Tucker. I liked him anyway. But again, Michigan State was bad. They were really bad, and we can blame COVID all we want, but it doesn't make a lot of sense how much better they've gotten this year. And more to that point, Matt, they've gotten better week to week. So is Michigan, for what it's worth. Um, maybe mean, not they've, passing they've the game last week. Too. Sure. Too, sure. I mean, you know, yeah, I think overall they have improved week to week. I think that's true. For as much as any team can, it's been these two. Again, marginal gains, maybe. Sure. Michigan, for example, was just running the ball and not throwing at all. And they have, what's his name, Snacknamara? I like to call him Snacknamara because I'm hungry. <laughs> Kate Snacknamara. Um, a lot of fans at Michigan want to play the backup, like we've seen a lot of other teams do this year. The irony is that the guy, I forget his name, at Michigan State has pretty much the exact same stats for completion ratio, for TDs to interceptions, for total yards, for total completed passes, total made passes. These teams are essentially equal. And I know... If Tabs Big Blue is listening right now, she doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> like any Michigan fan doesn't want to hear that they're equal with Little Brother. So let me just cheer you up real quick. I'm going big on Big Blue. Um, I think, Are well, you? yeah, I think they just have more opportunity and weapons. Um, I like Mel Tucker. Look, let's put it this way this is a rivalry game. Again, the spread is what, three points or something like that, which I think is just right. I don't have it in front of me again, and I'm not going to look at it. I really don't care. We don't need to do that. Uh, like what this game comes down to is who. You, it's one of those games where you're picking who's going to win, right? And so it's that close, and it's that big of a rivalry. It's at Michigan State, which doesn't help. But I don't know, man. The more I see from Michigan, they they seem to be determinant on defense, which is pretty good. Um, and then when they run the ball, they have like four different running backs who are sincerely, legitimately competing for quote unquote the first spot. Like they're just so good at running the ball, that it causes me, frankly, Matt, to be biased in their direction. Biased towards the maize and blue. Like, I can't help it. I want to see teams run the ball. I love it. It never gets old to me, ever. To see four different guys doing it, and they're all high-fiving each other? I don't know, man. I got no problem celebrating it at all whatsoever. My Notre Dame fans are cringing right now. That's okay. (laughs) They just beat their mm-hmm. rival too with SoCal. We didn't mention that, but that was a big one. I mean, how many how many rivals have they got now? It's hard to keep track. I mean, to be but, fair, that's a special one. So what I'll say about Michigan, Michigan State is, as much as I think as I want the Mel Tucker train to keep going down the track, I think it's about to get derailed by Big Blue. Um, I just I think Michigan's got I think Michigan's just got too much. <laughs> I could be wrong. This might be the first time I'm wrong, but. I just I agree. I think Michigan's got a little bit too much, and I just don't know if Sparty can stop it. I just don't know. This game, I'm not. I'm not confident. I have a good feeling that it's going to come down to the wire. That it's going to be relentlessly exciting throughout. If you care about these teams, if you don't, you're going to be upset and bored and frustrated with the defenses because it's going to be a gnarly, brutal, very physical game, and I'm excited for it. I'm not going to be bored. I'm not going to be watching. I'm going to be drinking beer in Jacksonville, so I don't really give a crap what they do. You know what I mean? That's right, buddy. How about we drink every time Michigan scores a touchdown? we got to do something for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. So how do we only drink twice then? Oh! 
I mean, <laughs> we find other reasons to drink at the world's largest oh, okay. outdoor cocktail party, don't don't we? Like, it's yeah, not I the only reason. Yeah, a lot of reasons. Yeah, and by then, in noon? Come on, it's at noon. Matt will be smashed by then. That's <laughs> true. I mean, we're going to get there really early in the morning, so I'm sure the first beer is going to be cracked at probably another like 8 o'clock or something. And another one. And another exactly. one. Tell him, DJ. <laughs> Uh, I, I already feel drunk. I forgot what I was talking about. But look, <laughs> game day, everybody's going to be there. It's hard to beat. I don't know. Look, these teams are very fundamental is what I was trying to explain before. There's no gimmicks. There's no tricks. Um, they're kind of – I compare both of them largely to Georgia on offense in the sense that they run at will, and when a big play erupts, they take it. I, I, I'll give you an example. And, I, again, this is right off the top of my head, so um, don't quote me on this. But I believe that Georgia is third for explosive plays in the year. And Michigan is like 18th or something. So they're not like that far behind. They're not like last place or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. And Michigan State's up there too in the top 25 or 30 or something. It's interesting, if nothing else. I like seeing teams like this go head to head. Um, I, I love it, frankly. And so that's why I'm talking way too much about it. Meanwhile, Iowa at Wisconsin. There's another one of those games where, oh, it's two defenses who can't score much and who love the cold. I don't know. Iowa's still ranked in the top 10 at Wisconsin. This is a oh game that's gosh. hard to recommend to many is other gonna fans. Be a, is that going to be a 3-6 to six game or what? Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be a kicker game, you know? And you know what you tell your kicker. Do. Oh, do not. There is no try. There is no try. Yeah, I mean, the kicker's got to pull it out for him, doesn't he? Matt, I don't know how to pick this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I really, Wisconsin, Chesma Lucy, maybe. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe. Sure. Texas at Baylor. Um, I believe Baylor's favored because I saw if Texas wins, it's considered an upset. Baylor, I, I talked about them last week. They're sort of one of the sneakiest teams in the country that nobody's watching because they're so much fun. They hired the... Uh, Offensive, offensive coordinator from BYU, and I can't remember his name. Again, I apologize. Um, I love Texas. It's at Baylor. Uh, I struggle, in case you can't tell. <laughs> I, I, like, for example, I want to be high on Baylor, but when does Texas turn it around? I don't know. I don't want Texas to lose, but I guess that's probably what's going to happen. So give me the Bears. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I get, I mean, it's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know when they're gonna pull it around. I mean, I, I kind of thought it would start to happen already, but uh, it's kind of bad because they went up quickly over um, over Oklahoma and then just fell apart. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I don't know. Before I go any further, because um, again, I don't know what I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that game. It it probably won't be boring though. It's another noon game. I still would, if you're watching TV, I would recommend Michigan, Michigan State. But I think, and again, that like Iowa and Wisconsin is just going to not be fun for people to watch. Texas and Baylor will be fun for people to watch. However, Miami at Pittsburgh should be electrifying if Miami chooses to play football with their new quarterback the way they did last week with their win at home. That could be really cool. It could well, also I mean, not be cool because Miami's defense is legitimate, but it would be really interesting. Look, Miami, like I feel like we say this every year about them. They're not just hit or miss. They're miss and then grand slam, right? They're strikeout swinging, 
strike out looking, and then Grand Slam. That's for all the Braves fans out there, both of you. <laughs> so what's Miami going to do at Pittsburgh? I don't know. Maybe the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe maybe Kenny Pickett is fired up. Maybe Miami's defense isn't as good as Clemson's and Pittsburgh can score more points. I don't know. But it, I don't think it's going to be boring. I don't know. I I don't think that Miami's defense is better than Clemson's by any stretch. I mean, I don't I know without having Are they comparable? Uh, no. And are you I safe? Think I don't even think they're comparable. It sounds like you're in a war zone. <laughs> I went outside. Is that what's happening? Yeah. But what's the banging? No, it's probably the shopping cart. Are you kicking it? <laughs> no, it's just no, I'm running over bumps. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we can we can stop for a second while I get to the car with this. Do you need me to works. pause it? I can pause it. That's up to you. Okay, pause it and unload your stuff, and we'll we'll talk in a second. Welcome back. <laughs> You're in the gray zone. <laughs> Matt's done with his groceries and the bombing run or whatever was happening down there. I'm glad you're safe. It's the gray zone, not the war zone, right? Yeah, so. exactly right. So. Oh, there's going to be a war zone down in Jacksonville. You want to just go there? Oh, oh, you know what? Real quick, before we go any further, Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech, I think is going to be a lot of fun. Both of those teams are playing good, solid, fundamental football. Maybe not flawless at all whatsoever, but Georgia Tech's improved. Virginia Tech has kind of rescinded a little bit from what they used to be, so I think that'll be a fun game. It's on ESPN3. And Furman at 1.30 at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, (laughs) F you all the time. F you once, F you twice, F you all the time. Beat the hell out of the moccasins or whatever they're called. I don't even care. Yeah, they they lost last week to Eastern Tennessee by a single score. They beat what? Tennessee Tech in week two, 26-0. And I'm just they tired of it. Kentucky. I don't understand. I don't get it. By the way, we need a soundbite for whenever you talk about Tech. We need the soundbite from uh, Revenge of the Nerds where the big guy goes, Nerds! Nerds! <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, the big wrestler guy. Like, yeah. Nerds! <laughs> What is his name? Is it Blutarski or something? Like I don't that? remember. Bluto, That's such a crazy uh, callback. We should be doing an 80s theme. We should. We should just, you know, always 80s all the time. So. Inconceivable! Okay. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so Jacksonville, huh? So we're going to talk about that? Can we, can Number we one, that? Georgia at Florida. It's a rival game. Sorry, 330. Say it, say it again. Say it again. Number say it one, again. Georgia. There you go. Thank you. The top rated team in a meaningless poll. <laughs> Here he comes. It wouldn't be meaningless if Bama was on top, let me tell you. You know, I, I don't think it's meaningless to Florida. And look, let's oh, just let's start at the top. I don't think Florida has much of a chance. Florida does have a chance in nope. this game. Nope. They... <laughs> nope. No chance. Every team has a chance every week. I'm, I, nope. I think it's an extremely slim chance. But with that Not said, my point Georgia. is only this. It's at Florida. Both teams have a bye. I say at Florida. In Florida, both teams coming off a bye week. Florida is so hit or miss. Georgia has been so ridiculous, ridiculously consistent, including on defense, especially on defense, that, yeah, we're not really talking about whether or not Florida is going to win because that's a freak show. However, how close do they come score. to the spread? Matt, once again, this is what we have to talk about with this game. How close can Florida come to beating the spread? 
All right, let me break this down for you. Please. Everything that Florida does well, we defend well. When that's the case, that never works out for the other team. It never works out. So first of all, like Florida this year has been more of a run team than anything. And looking at our defense, the only the only vulnerability, and I'm not even sure that it's really a vulnerability because it's just kind of what everybody does, is throw up a 50-50 ball and hope your receiver can make a play. The problem is is that all of Florida's dudes at receiver are gone. Uh, Tony ain't there. You ain't got who you've had in the past. This Kyle ain't Pitts. the 90s. Yeah, you don't have a Kyle, Kyle Trask, Pitts to bail you. Some other no, Kyle. you don't have any of that. You've got an inaccurate – You've got two running backs playing quarterback that are both not very accurate. Florida is also good for a turnover every game. They're averaging one turnover every game, which you cannot turn the ball over against Georgia. You can't do it. You, It is a bad idea. I mean, Florida bad can idea. do it for what it's worth. They did oh, it a they bunch do it. when they, they played can, LSU two weeks all, ago. They'll probably do it all day. But here's the other problem. Like, you think – like, I hear all these Florida fans saying, I want Anthony Richardson to play. I'm like, no, you don't. Honestly, you would rather Emory Jones play, and I'm going to tell you why. Anthony Richardson makes plays with his legs. That's what he does, right? People don't run the ball on Georgia. You don't, and not your quarterback, because we got a guy back there named Kobe Dean who plays spy on a quarterback like Anthony Richardson. Ask K.J. Jefferson. Ask Bo Nix. Ask these guys who run what happens when you hold the ball too long as a quarterback for Georgia against Georgia. You don't. You go to the turf. Or you throw it away, or you throw a pick. That's what happens. Those are your those are your options. Very rarely do you complete anything. So, really, you need a guy who's going to be able to stand back there in the pocket and get rid of the ball quickly because that's all you got. And sorry, I mean that's just. And if you think you're going to run the ball or try to get to the outside, good luck because Jordan Davis is like 360 pounds and he runs faster than me. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, he runs faster than probably everybody listening to this podcast. It's insane. So, I mean, you know, Florida can try to do some things, but I just, I mean, I think they will probably get off some explosive play or bust something. But will that get them to the end zone? Maybe. Probably not. Um and I just was, you know, everybody likes to talk about Georgia's secondary, like, oh, that's the weakness in this defense. And yet I just saw a post today, I think I sent it to you, Gray, like pro football focus shows that we have the highest graded secondary in the country. Okay, well, if it's a weakness, it's the best one in the country. So I guess, are they worse than the front seven? I guess, but is that really bad? Against the Florida you know? team who just threw four interceptions at LSU? Right. So, you know, I, I I honestly pick in this game forty-five to six. I just don't, I don't see it uh, <laughs> them scoring very much. Forty-five and to I, six. I think we're just going to be pouring it on them all day. And I, and if we decide to run and pull the guard over and do what LSU did, and if and if Florida hadn't figured out how to stop it, Todd Monken's going to lean on that all day. Because Monken is a genius, man. He's a chameleon with the offense. He just says, okay, what are you doing? Okay, well, then I'll take that, and I'll exploit it and until you can stop it. And then if you stop that, I'll find the other thing that you're not covering, and I'll do that. And, I mean, the guy, I mean, I, I never thought we'd come out and just run the ball straight at Arkansas, but it was brilliant because of the way they were playing defense. They were playing six DBs back, so we were like, okay, you want to line up three against our offensive line and think you can block it? 
<laughs> no. So, I mean, you know, it, I just don't see a path to victory for Florida at all. I think there, I think there might be a path to keeping maybe inside the spread, but definitely not a path to victory. There, it just doesn't exist. I, I mean, literally, I think Georgia would have to get hurt everywhere, like everywhere all at the same time. And, and if anything, we're getting dudes back off injury. Chris Smith is going to be back this week in the safety position where he belongs. We're going to have receivers that are healthier now. I think Marcus Rossimi's back. Um, I think Aaron, Aaron Smith is going to be back. We just adds more weapons. Jermaine Burton, I think, is healthy. So, I mean, you know, and I think JT can play. So, if you're – Yeah, I mean, it's true. If you're Florida, I just don't know what you do. I, I don't know. Um, and for those who are wondering, Jordan Davis didn't play in the game last year. Stetson Bennett was actually leading the Gators until he got hurt, and we put it. We had to put in Dwan Mathis, who now plays for Temple. So, you know, it's you know, it wasn't a great scenario for us, and that's probably why we lost. But, you know, it is what it is. So, Stetson Bennett, JT Daniels, I don't care. They both can beat Florida. I'm not worried about it. And maybe I, you know, I'll have to eat this later, and maybe there'll be people, you know, jawing and being like, "Hey, you're wrong" or whatever. But, I, great. Am I wrong? Do you see it how I see it? I don't know. I just wanted to take a second to applaud that, was that my rant. rant there. That was really good. Clearly, you are a Bulldog fan, and clearly <laughs> you woke up with anger in your heart today. And you chose violence. Look, I, cho- I, I chose violence. Like I Look, <laughs> look I, roll, I roll around in Florida's misery like Scrooge McDuck in a money bin, man. Like, I... <laughs> oh, my God. Every ounce of misery that the Gators have, I sop it up, man. Like, I just, like a sponge, like, I love it. I love for them to be miserable. I love that they, like, are so mad at Grantham. I love that they are, like, questioning Mullen, the offensive genius Mullen, who can't figure out which quarterback's better. I mean, you know, he sat Kyle Trask, the quarterback guru, right? So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I just love watching him be miserable. I mean, to be sure. fair, Kyle Trask was – Sensational. You can say what you want about Florida. He was their best quarterback we've seen in a long time. Certainly yeah, best but he under was Mullen's on the tenure. bench until somebody got hurt. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He should have been playing in the first place. I mean, we could say the same thing about um, uh, Jalen Hurts or Blake Sims or Stetson Bennett. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's, I don't know. Or, I think it's different. Jamison Winston. Or Jamison Williams, excuse me. Jamison Winston. Winston. Somebody's ready for some Jamison, I think. Yes, please. <laughs> Look, for those who don't know, uh, Florida really kind of couldn't decide on which quarterback they were going to go with. They had Emory Jones. They have Jake Cope. Copeland's a wide receiver. Um, Richardson. I was going to say... <laughs> I'm so, you you know what he's, I'm trying to say. He's dipping into the Jameson early, ladies so and gentlemen. Jones and Richardson. Yeah, they both sound like delicious cocktails. Anyway, Jones <laughs> also has the most rushing yards on the team. Um, he has the most passing yards. He's a big, tall dude who's tough. But to ask him to run against Georgia's D-line is dangerous no. at best. No. To expect him to be able to throw against Georgia's defense is one thing. The secondary, like you mentioned, has its flaws. But Georgia's pass rush is terrifying. 
And again, like yeah. if the option's there, you can take it. I see opportunities for Florida to convert to maybe even score some points rather than two field goals like you suggested. However, it's just too much. And again, I think in particular after the way Georgia lost last year to Florida, was it by three points or something? Do you remember? It, it, I don't remember the exact score, but I mean it by was – By 18 points, wasn't it, was, it? You were terrible. It was cl- Well, it was close for a long time, and then they just kind of pull away at the end, and we just – you know, we're egregious errors and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see that happening at all. Like they don't have Kyle Trask. They don't have Kyle, you know, they don't have Pitts. They don't have, they just don't have what they had last year. And we've got more and we're so much better. It's crazy. So I'm excited for it. I really am. I'm excited to see any elite level team perform at their elite best. So I'm leaning in with this with you, Matt. Um, 46 to six sounds great. Sounds terrific. Let's go with it. <laughs> I think Georgia has that ability. Georgia doesn't like Florida. Kirby Smart, again, to your point, doesn't run up the score if he doesn't have to because he's smart enough to try to keep this team healthy, but he will run up a little bit if he feels like it's necessary just in case it keeps the clocks to drain a little faster by putting it in the other team's hands when they're on offense. So we'll see. I think Florida... Florida, when they were on the road at LSU, LSU was a team that could not run all year, and it was perplexing. The LSU couldn't run on anybody, including at home. They couldn't run. Then they went to Kentucky, who was super competitive, and beat LSU for what it's worth. But finally, LSU could run. Then they played Florida, who has a better rush de- or run defense, and ran all day. And Florida threw four picks. And again, several of them were just really poor choices. Emory Jones is going down. He just kind of, I wouldn't even say heaves it up in the air, just kind of throws it up for broke, right? It's different when it's well, third and long in a bad position, but when it's second well, here, down or first down, he had so many that were just unnecessary. Well, These thing, are the kind of mistakes I haven't say, seen Stetson Bennett make is the point I'm trying to make. That right. dude. Well, what, one thing you got to say is he threw those four picks against an LSU secondary that is just decimated on injury like they're playing i think the third string guys in almost every position yeah. in that secondary and they still got four picks so i mean you know they were gifts it, it doesn't Matt. it doesn't i mean maybe but it doesn't no no no. Well. what i'm saying is they were so it was such bad decision making that we can talk all day about whether or not stetson bennett is a good game manager the truth is he's an exceptional game manager who also has an arm and is tough as hell and isn't afraid to run and take hits like he has everything i want to see we weren't talking about him as much before the season because we're all so hopeful for jt daniels and what i want matt what i really want to see in this game this is why we're talking about it right now is for Stetson Bennett to lead that team to such an enormous victory over the Florida Gators in Jacksonville on Saturday that JT Daniels comes off the bench. I know he's still probably hurt. I can't, I, I don't even know. No, but just let him okay. come in and throw a pass, and it's a touchdown, and we're all screaming good news. So Stetson and JT have been sharing reps at first team. They've been splitting them evenly per James Cook. So I think this week, the off week? Yeah. yeah. Great. So I think we, I think we see him. I think we do too. That's great news. And mark my words, when it happens, when JT Daniels hits the field, I'm going to go. Wait a second. What? Why is everybody screaming and shout? Oh, it's JT Daniels, and then I'm going to do it too. I've always loved that kid. I loved him at SoCal. I, I, I don't know why. You know, sometimes that just happens. And why fight against it? Why like choose not to like a player? I love him. I can't wait to see him play. I'm really, in case you can't tell, I'm excited to see this team play. I love the idea that maybe we will get to see a Georgia championship team this Saturday. I don't know. 
We don't know. Trey's we got can't a man know. crush on JT Daniels. I have no problem with that. Don't you? <laughs> you can say that I mean, all you I want. Like I don't him. care. I like him a lot, and he's got some serious swagger, dude. The guy, he reminds <laughs> me of like, he reminds me of like a combination of Val Kilmer as uh, Doc Holliday and Val Kilmer as um, <laughs> the lead singer that Jim Morrison is Jim Morrison. He kind of, he kind of feels like a blend of the two. Really? I was thinking but, uh, more of Val Kilmer in Real Genius and Top Secret, but go on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but okay. <laughs> Real Genius, you haven't like, seen it? Ice is nice. He just feels a lot more like Jim Morrison and, and he always, you know what? He feels a little bit like um, Iceman in Top Gun. He's a little bit like that too. So maybe it's just Val Kilmer. Maybe he's just like Val Kilmer. I don't know. Maybe. But, um, we have to yeah. see him play to be able to judge anything he does. And hopefully we get to see uh, that Saturday. Yeah, I think so. I think we will. So. Is there anything else you want to say about this game before we move on? I mean, anything at all? Just that Florida sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, Too bad. It. Too bad. They suck. Well, I don't have a problem with it. Anyway. That's it. <laughs> That's all I got, man. Okay. Also at three thirty, Texas Tech at Oklahoma, and Texas Tech again. <coughs> oh my me. God! Excuse who the hell cares? Uh, it's 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 interesting. It's an ABC game. Texas Tech has fallen off since, well, for a long time. And Oklahoma is ranked number four. The reason why I bring it up, the reason why we should care is we're trying to determine who these top four teams. And there's a lot of questions about whether or not Oklahoma is. Not- Texas Tech isn't the proof that we're going to need to be able to tell that. Um, that game that they had this past weekend against Kansas and had a struggle win. Again, we didn't even get to that one, but a struggle Man, win you against talk Kansas. talk about a clunker. God, they won their Kansas closer. is terrible. I got to take a yeah, second to give Kansas as a program credit here because what they did, they announced this on every social media platform Saturday oh, morning. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. The gates are open, north and south. Tickets are free. Come to the Please game. Come. Get up. Make noise. They came. They saw. They erupted with noise, and they almost got a win over Oklahoma at home. It's It's... That's the kind of intangibles that you don't get from the NFL in late October. I'm sorry. You don't. And I I celebrate that stuff. I love it. I don't think it's going to matter for Kansas playing against Oklahoma State, who lost, like, (laughs) at Oklahoma (laughs) State. But that's all I'm going to say about that game. Give me the pokes. However, Oklahoma, again, this game isn't going to tell you what you're trying to figure out. So that's all. Just don't try to do that. I'm just going to. I'm just going to pull against Oklahoma the whole rest of the season until they lose. Colorado at number seven, Oregon, I think is interesting because this is one of those games that I think could be a, a look-ahead sandwich for Oregon. I don't think Colorado's going to win, but it wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me. Yes, it would surprise me. It might be closer than know. people are prepared for. And again, it's it's an early game for Oregon at Oregon after a close one on the road at UCLA last weekend where they won by a field goal. And, I mean, they struggled – I mean, you know, well, I mean, Colorado gave Texas A&M a hard time earlier in the season, and I mean, Oregon beat Ohio State, figured that one out, um, and lost to Stanford. So, I mean, I'm I just don't really even know who Oregon is. Like, they they confuse me, they really do. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, who knows how that'll go? Honestly, you're not alone. I think Oregon is. Uh, they're not a top four team, right? I think they're a top ten team. 
And they keep I mean, eking out these wins to make me go like, yeah, they kind of are still like right there on the edge rather than other people trying to determine if they're equal to, say, Oklahoma or Ohio State. I just don't see it. But they beat Ohio State. How could you say that? I'm like, because I'm watching these games. Like, I like watching Oregon. Yeah. I like their tempo. I like Joe Moorhead's pace and creativity on offense. I really do. I like the way they play with speed and their their physicality on defense. But it's just not there enough for me to say they're a top five team. They're not. Yeah, I don't are think they going to struggle against Colorado? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I struggle with who's a top five team. I mean, like obviously, I think Georgia's one, and I think Alabama's in there. You know, probably two. But after that, like I, I really have a hard time because, you know, you've seen game, games get lost that you kind of were surprised by, like Ohio State losing to Oregon, like, and I'm like, okay, that's strange. And I look at who Ohio State's played, and they ain't played nobody, Paul. And um, you know, I just look at, yeah. I just look at all this stuff, and I just don't, I really don't know. Like, I, I know what you're saying about like how they look when they play the games, and I get that, and that is that should be your best judge right but at the same point it's kind of like i just really don't know yet and i know i don't know that i'll know until we get the championship weekend honestly we can't and you're not supposed to again i'm not trying to change anybody's mind about what these teams are and who they should be just giving my thoughts because again it's gonna play out it's supposed to play out alabama for example matt they might be let's let's just throw this out there alabama might be the best team in the country i don't think they are i don't think a lot of people agree with that but maybe they are and they lose georgia and they're out so so what do you do with that Oh, say they're the second yeah. best team in the country, and now they get a, a otherwise meaningless bowl game. No, I still want to watch that team play football. Right. So, what difference does it well, make? Well, you're a fan too. I mean, you, well, you always sure. want to watch your team play. But if it was a team, come on, an, any other team playing like the way Alabama's playing with, with so, they have so much style and fun, and especially on offense, it's not boring. It's not a waste of your time. Look, kind of like we were well, talking I mean, about, like well, Oklahoma. Like, what is that? Sometimes it's hit or miss. Liberty, Liberty is one of my locks of the week. Nobody's watching that. I'm not, I'm not even necessarily sure I should tell anybody to watch that. But that's a lock, and I think the spread is like thirty something points. Let me have it. Liberty up. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Yeah. Well, I'll just put it to you this way: the last time the spread was this high for Georgia against Florida, uh-huh. it was uh, it was a forty five to seven beatdown of Florida by Georgia. So. <laughs> so- just, just letting you know. Real Storm quick, I, I know we've already talked about the game, but the spread is 14 and a half. That half mm-hmm. is what trips me right the hell up. I don't care. It's not going to stop me. I'm still going to take it. Just because I'm siding, <laughs> I'm, I'm erring on this. I want Georgia to be number one with a bullet. This is an opportunity for them to do it and to secure more than just the East, which frankly, they, I don't think they're think, completely eliminated from controlling the East right I now, think, are they? Uh no, I think if they put a bullet in Florida, I think, I think that might be it. Because all we'd have left is Missouri and Tennessee, and we're not losing to Missouri. I mean, mathematically, is it over? No, but um, I think we'd have to get down to just Tennessee. <laughs> okay, like we'd have to. So no, we'd have to. So we have to beat Florida and Missouri, and then and then once it's once it's just Tennessee, then yeah, Missouri's a lock. I don't care what the twins. Now is. unless have. unless Kentucky loses. So, but I don't, Fine. I don't feel good about that unless they're playing like maybe Tennessee could beat t- Kentucky. Maybe that's left on their schedule. So that's um, about it. I also want Georgia to win big, which means by more than 14 and a half points, um, because I'm mm-hmm. going to be there watching the game with you and you don't handle it well at all when the opponent gets a first down at no. any point in the mm-hmm. game. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if, for example, Florida scores a point, you'll be furious. Oh, if, I will be really mad. If Georgia doesn't score on a drive, I will have to calm you down and pour calming tea on your head. <laughs> Maybe some chamomile, you know, in your ears. Well, just with it's so weird because, like, in the past, it's always been like, I hope they don't score, you know, and now because this defense is so good, I'm like, I hope they don't even get a first down. Yeah. Like, I don't even want them to get it's a first silly. down. It's just It's not... crazy, but, I mean, it's just – that's just how well they're playing is that, like, I'm so spoiled now. No, it's not. team's not really being able to, you know, score. It's just – it's fantastic. No team does that. So. Any of the best teams. Miami 2001. Um, Alabama 2011. Like, no team is – no team stops everybody from first downs. I know. Stopping the points is different. That's what like, I want. <laughs> I know. It's what I'm you greedy. Want. That's what I want. Um, so that's kind of why I want Georgia to throttle. That's also kind of what I think is going to happen. So go dogs. Um, anyway, I mean, I want Georgia every every game to be fifty to nothing. That's what I want. So. Of course. <laughs> I also don't want to have to drive back to Greenville, South Carolina after a loss. So no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think you. Got, I don't think there's any threat of that. So I just really don't. I mean, maybe I'm just overconfident here, but I just I, the way we're playing, I. No, I like it. Again, I want people to enjoy these games more. Whatever it takes for you to not be keyed up and to actually savor every snap. Like, do it. Do whatever it takes. The game that I went to in 18 that you were wanting to go to and it didn't work out, but I was nervous the whole time before that game. I mean, after it was great, but, like, I was was just such a wreck because, you know, game day was there. SEC Nation was there. Florida seemed very <laughs> confident that they could win. I mean, it was just – it was it was really nerve-wracking. This one, I'm going in, I'm like, no, man, let's party. We're going to win. It don't matter. Like, I'm just like, yeah, let's go. Because, I mean, I just I just trust this team, and I trust Kirby. Was that Kirby's first year as head coach at Georgia? No, that was his – Because we went together to the Georgia game hosting Nickel, Nickel State, State which was his first home game. That was 2016, so this was his – Sixteen, seventeen. that was his third season. Wow, that's crazy he's been there that long. Yeah. Anyway, we went to that game, and Georgia was losing at home with new head coach Kirby Smart at the half. And I've never seen fans so angry at their own team. We were right there by the tunnel for the Georgia team to go into the locker room. Hateful, well, hurtful, I think it's, cruel, and unusual, bro. I couldn't I understand just, it. I think it's because... They knew what it went, what it meant for the rest of the season because if you're losing to Nickel State like that at half, yeah, you your depth is going to kick in and you'll probably win, but that really sets your expectations for the rest of the season to be pretty low because you know that okay, if we can't just put these guys away really easily, really early, this whole year is going to be a struggle, and it was it was a struggle. So, mm, um, and yet. You know. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had faith that he would write the ship. I just, it was just the first year, and I didn't expect Miracle the first year. There's a lot of work that had to be done. I mean, Mark Rick, I mean, as much as I love the guy, like the last few years he was there, he just kind of dialed it in. I, I think mean, he, he did. So I think Kirby Smart is a great coach who has only gotten better. Um, I'm not oh, yeah, sure he was sure. great when he started, but he certainly waited his time I at agree. Alabama for his dream job, and he's done a better job at his dream jobs than many other coaches have at theirs, respectively. I think Georgia is right on the edge of becoming a legitimate dynasty, and we'll talk more about that next week if they don't lose to Florida. Sound good? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah? They won't, so we'll talk more about it next week. (laughs) It's exciting, but yes, that's what I'm planning on. So we'll we'll get to that when we – we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Duke at Wake Forest isn't very interesting. (laughs) Um, 
La Monroe at App State. I'm still frustrated. I'm not happy with Abby. I'm not happy Go with App State. State. Go App State. Fine. La- against La Monroe. <laughs> another win for App State. If Chase Bryce is throwing the ball like that, Wait, yeah, La Monroe is, is doomed. Is, Fine. Is La Monroe, is that UL Monroe? Is yeah. that the old UL Monroe? Exactly oh. right. Yes. I think I remember Saban losing to him his first year. That's true. Yeah. And um, those losses still count. The wins that year yeah, were do. rescinded. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That's that's rough. You know how things go when another coach so does that mean from... He doesn't, does, does that mean he doesn't get to count those? Like, Yeah, they don't count. Goal? They literally oh, don't wow. count. Yeah. Wow. Even though it was literally three coaches before him. Yeah. And it wasn't a coach. It was a systemic problem with all Alabama sports where every – player on every team and every sport was taught how to get $200 from the bookstore or whatever by trading in their books. It was silly. It was dumb. And silly. they deserved the penalty. It and, was and a bit egregious. And now we're in the years of NIL where none of that would be even necessary because you can do whatever. So. Well, and again, I'm not, it doesn't necessarily determine I mean, it doesn't what change the, the rule then. Right. But I mean, it just, it's just, it's crazy when you think about that kind of stuff. Like the stuff that Gurley and, and AJ Green got in trouble for, for signing jerseys and, now that would nobody would care, you know. No, no I disagree. Now they would, they wouldn't just not care. They would line up, and that's exactly and they get, what they and do. They get the play, and they get the play, and they, they get to raise money for, for all kinds of powerful organizations and all yeah. kinds of five hundred one, uh, five whatever nonprofits, and and yeah. for themselves too. Which again, this was yeah. always a rights issue. We're not going to talk too much about nil right now. There's a lot of confusion right now about what NIL means to some of these players and the rich versus the people who aren't getting it and does it cause confusion in the locker room. We haven't, frankly, heard a lot of players come out and say anything like that. So to me, frankly, right now, it seems like all kinds of speculation, right? I think it's cool that Kenny Pickett takes different leagues of guys out for dinner in downtown Pittsburgh, and that's a cool story. And then people say, well, maybe DJU making all this money from Bojangles is upsetting the guys who aren't getting it. Like, okay, maybe he's sharing. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's flaunting it. I don't know. What we haven't yeah. done is heard anything from anybody to say that. Except except for JT Daniels. Uh, we do know that he said that he's sharing most of his NIL money. I guess that's my team, point. So. We, we've only heard about these guys sharing wealth. And the guys that we've heard not sharing it, so to speak. Like, not everybody's getting a truck like we're seeing a lot of guys do it, for example, Ohio State. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's overdue. But what we haven't heard is somebody on that same team coming out and say, this sucks, I can't believe it, I'm going somewhere else, I don't want to play for this guy, I don't like him. We just haven't heard anything like that from anybody, man, anybody. Like, that to me isn't a coincidence, it's just not determinant enough for me to say this is part of the problem. We'll know more, I think, after this year, and again, this is the first year of it. I think it's still exciting, I think it's vastly more beneficial than detrimental to the players, the sport, and the businesses that they help support outright, period. Um, But we're going to move on, that's enough of that. (laughs) Florida State at Clemson, I know we talked about it a little bit before. The It's Halloween weekend, and apparently a lot of the student tickets are available, which is disappointing. I know Clemson hasn't been great Clemson? this year. They haven't been elite. Um, Dabo Sweeney talked this week about, basically he said, if, you, if your memory is short, I get it, but you're either in or you're out. If you want to get out, get out now. If you want to stay in, the Clemson's still Clemson. The future is still bright, and we're going to play football. I don't know that yep. they beat Florida State this weekend, but I don't know that I should believe that Florida State's turned a bigger page than Clemson's able to get past. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, has Florida State turned enough of a page and Clemson fallen off enough for them to lose to Florida State? 
It's hard to say. After the I, way I Clemson drove down so. there last year for Florida State to say turn around? Look, I think Clemson handled that poorly, but it certainly doesn't help anything but make your team more angry and aggressive for this game. It doesn't hurt. It's true. That's probably fair. Boston so, College yeah, at Syracuse. Look, let's put it this way. I think Clemson's going to win. The spread is like 10 points. But I think maybe it's 9.5. I think Clemson's going to win by just about that much. But you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and say Clemson's going to beat the spread because the talent is still there, even in spite of these crazy injuries, man. It's really tragic. But they still have these key cogs that won them everything before. So why not now? Go Tigers. That's all. Boston College at Syracuse. Not happy with Syracuse right now, of course. <laughs> uh, Boston <laughs> College is also sort of hit or miss. Um, but I want them to succeed. I don't know why. I really can explain it, and I don't care. Go Eagles. I've always had a soft spot for Boston College. Yeah, and it's it's at... I was about to say the Carrier Dome, but you can't call it that anymore, Matt, which is so dumb. So, yeah, give me BC. I don't care about you anymore, Syracuse. Sorry. You don't have <laughs> JB Reef Snyder anymore, and one person listening just got that. What's up, Ben? <laughs> Minnesota at Northwestern. Neither of these teams can decide who they are. Northwestern scores zero points one week and 40 the next. And then they get beat real bad by Michigan. And now they're playing Minnesota, who can't decide who they are. So I don't know what to say. Talk about a schizophrenic team. I definitely like Minnesota's coach, um, PJ Fleck, more. So let's go with the Gophers. It's also more fun to say. Yeah. Go Gophers. Yeah. Purdue at Nebraska is another interesting one. I think that a lot of people aren't prepared. Look, both teams are unranked. I think this game is going to be a lot more fun than people are prepared for, and it's on ESPN, too. Why not watch it? While you're watching something else? While you're watching Georgia-Florida? Sure, why not have it on? While you're watching Florida State at Clemson, if that game goes south, turn on Purdue at Nebraska. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Purdue has been really surprisingly explosive. Nebraska has finally gotten better and can sometimes be explosive. I think Nebraska has an edge. It's at Nebraska... I'm going with the Cornhuskers. Let me have it. I, I don't feel confident in it, in case you can't tell. But no, nah, I'll go with Purdue on that one. I, I like how, I like how they're playing right now. Um, don't so so not so fast, my friend. Purdue's had their big win of the year, and Nebraska oh, isn't on. a big win. Make you think no Nebraska? Mistake, I was gonna say you think Nebraska's a big win? Come no, on. I just again, they're both so hit or miss from week to again, like Miss Minnesota and Northwestern. Excuse me, it's they struggle. <laughs> I don't know why I should expect anything different from Purdue at Nebraska, but I do think it's going to be more fun because of their offenses. That's all. Does that make more sense? Yeah, I got you. Let's see. Wyoming at San Jose State. We're going to skip Ole Miss at Auburn. Mm. Mm. So Auburn has won the last five matchups, I believe. It's number 10 Ole Miss, which it's about time Ole Miss was ranked in the top 10 at Auburn, which isn't good. It's your fault. It's my fault. That's it. It's Alabama's <laughs> fault. I mean, I don't know why you're saying it's about time. It's your freaking uh, fault. I accept your scorn. <laughs> but that, by the way, this is the uh, this is the game of two teams who can't pick a mascot. Yeah, well, Ole Miss they had a Are mascot. To be fair, Are you the Bears? yeah, th- but Are they you, had their mis- mascot the taken away from them. Like that's different than Auburn, who deliberately does this. Auburn, who also I'll give you another example, Matt, because we don't have to love them. Auburn just instituted a, a vaccination policy that their coach, Brian Harson isn't agreeing with. He's been kind of, I wouldn't say mum, 
Um, but he's been more vocal about it than other coaches who have been fired about it in other states, like we saw with Washington State last week. However, now he's supposed to get a vaccine, and he's not saying anything about it, and I don't expect he will, and it sounds like the governor is having to come in and say, mm, maybe he doesn't have to get it, and that's just weird. It doesn't feel like a leader, because on the other side of the ball, you got Lane Kiffin, who encouraged it, and still encourages it, and had the first team to be fully vaccinated in the sport. That doesn't help win football games, Especially when you play Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, Kentucky, in back I can't remember who they've played in back to back to back to back weeks. Ole Miss has had a crazy schedule. Auburn now hosting Ole Miss again. That sucks. Like I think Ole Miss can win, but it's it's been too much. Matt Corral has been beat up. He was beat up for last week's game. Now he's got to play at Auburn, who, again, we've talked about their front four is legitimate. They've got a good pass rush. They're going to be coming after him. And if he chooses to run, that doesn't help. I, I don't. Think, Auburn I kinda, is also looking Auburn ahead to try to prepare in this game for Alabama in a few weeks. I'm yeah, taking I Auburn. The, I don't like to do it. I, I think, think Ole Miss yeah. can win, but it's all on Matt Corral, and it's too much after this slate. After how hurt he is, it's just, the guy deserves a break. He doesn't deserve to get killed. I'm terrified that Auburn's going to be the team to do it. That doesn't mean that I can't pretend that I'm aware that Auburn's probably going to win this game. I, I, I hope it's agree. Ole Miss. That's all. No, I 100% agree. I think it's. I think Auburn does win it, and uh, I just think Ole Miss has been. I think they're kind of running on fumes a little bit. I think they're really beat up, and they just they really needed a bye week here, and yeah. I think they just they don't have it. So you're not wrong. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. Bye weeks are important. I think we don't have to talk a lot about that now, but it, right. teams are really deliberate about that. And I'll give you another example: North Carolina. This is another divisional champion playing at Notre Dame. Again, another bye week team and divisional champion playing against Notre Dame. Half of Notre Dame's team fit that criteria. It's crazy. It's it's tough. And so Notre Dame's ranked number 11th. I think after this game, they'll jump into the top 10 because I think they're going to win. But that doesn't necessarily determine whether or not they are top 10. Again, everybody wants to try to figure out who the best four teams are. And it's important. Don't get me wrong. But Notre Dame doing what they've done with that schedule I give them an extra bit of edge because, frankly, they've earned it. And they're going to earn it even more, and I don't think people are going to notice. And we'll instead be saying, well, I told you about North Carolina. I don't care. I told you about North Carolina. No. <laughs> <laughs> give me the Irish here. I'm not, I, I, I wanted Sam Howell to do great. He hasn't. I mean, he's been hit or miss, but again, kind of like Ole Miss, he is their whole team in a sense. Notre Dame has yeah. two quarterbacks. North Carolina hasn't been really good at stopping the run. Notre Dame can, hasn't been great at the run, but their O-line has improved. Kyler, Will, Kyler Williams? Whatever. He's been great, getting better. And um, why can't I remember this, uh, the, the quarterback at Notre Dame who's known for running? I, I don't see an opportunity for North Carolina to win this game easily at all. I do see an opportunity for Notre Dame to crush and it doesn't change oh. people's perspective. Look, I think I think Notre Dame wins, and I think they're like you said. I think there's a really strong chance that they just crush North Carolina. I, I agree. Go Irish. So I mean, I'm not going to say that, but uh, I am. I think that's what happens. I know you are. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Number twelve. You've got like, Kentucky. You got like twelve teams that you like. So <laughs> to be fair, it's I'm more like 137. But I'm, who's counting? I'm, I'm, I only like one, so I'm a real fan. So there you go. A real fan. You got me. You heard me. Mr. Mr. Alabama Clemson Notre Dame fan. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? <laughs> you know who I am. Come at me, bro. 
You're you're a chameleon. Kentucky at Mississippi State. I don't really dislike either one of these teams. That should be a fun uh, game. I'm taking. I don't dislike either one of them, and I think I, I like Kentucky in this one. I figured you would. I'm actually taking Klinga. I'm taking Mississippi State Bulldogs in this one. <laughs> no, you're wrong. I probably am wrong, but I got to do something here. I got to do something. You're wrong. Okay. Look, we saw. Look, would you say that Alabama's defense is? is uh, would you say that they are a tough, you know, brawling uh, type defense? Immaculate. Um, Energetic. Well, I'm just saying, would you say they're tough Incredible, defense? salacious, salubrious? Yes, I'd say all those things. So you saw what they did to Mississippi State. Kentucky's oh. defense is, is very similar, and I think it's going to just be a long day for Mississippi State. Could be. So You're probably right. I don't know why I'm picking this one to be different. Except Kentucky's just very physical, so I just I think that's going to win out in this case. So Cool. I just think so. You know, whatever. <laughs> that's my take. <laughs> SMU at Houston, I think, was interesting. Houston had injury. That's why I bring it up. SMU, another team that people should be watching but aren't. It's on ESPN. Go Stangs. So give it a shot. Yeah, I'm just saying. Consider it. Go Stangs. Stang them up. Oregon State at Cal is... Boring. I mean, Oregon State was... I thought they were going to be really bad. They're not real bad. They're not. Cal, I didn't think much of. Well, actually, they've been pretty good. They competed with Oregon just two weeks ago. So these two teams, yeah, again, I like to see teams who are on the same playing field, like competitive-wise. Yeah. That's these two teams. It's on the Pac-12 well, network, which means nobody listening is going to watch that game. That's fine. So did you watch, what was it, UMass versus UConn or whatever? Uh, no, that's <laughs> not. No, that's <laughs> They're on the same field. They're the same. You know, I hear you. you, know <laughs> you it's different you when one of, of the team has to get no. their first win of the season. Okay, I, I can't remember who no. it is in the in the Patriot League who finally got a touchdown. Their first touchdown oh, of the year, Matt. Like you oh, think Lord. I didn't notice? And they got like four touchdowns in that game, and they still lost the game. Like I love that stuff. It's not lost on me. I just struggle with how much to talk about them. We've already talked about Oregon State and California too much. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to say beavers because I like beavers. Go beavers. I did, did, you, a, I did, did a presentation you, on beavers in my zoology just, class in, in, in high school. I bet you did. Did, did you just say four <laughs> touchdowns in one game? I, I can't relate. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah. And again, they lost. Their first four touchdowns mm. came in one game and they still lost. It's crazy. Mm, that's so, painful. Patriot League, baby. God bless. Let's see. Oh boy. Um, Penn State or Ohio State. I know we touched on this earlier. Again, I think the point spread is a little bit high. I think Penn State's about to get throttled. I don't think Penn State is that good. I really no. don't. And their quarterback is hurt. And Ohio State mm. is filled with motivation that they thrive on from losing a game at home against Oregon in week two or three or whatever it was. And they're playing legitimately, fundamentally exceptional offense. They really are. I think the point spread is like 19 points. It sounds like it's too much, but it's not. Go Buckeyes. They did it again last They're, week. They're going to do it again this uh, week. Ohio State's defense isn't great, but honestly, it's not going to matter because Penn State's not going to move the ball a whole lot on them. So. They're not. And so. again, Ohio State's doing it in the air. It means extra clock. It means extra time to beat spreads like this. Does that make more sense? Like Again, I, I get it if it's two teams like Michigan and Michigan State where they keep it on the ground. These aren't those yeah. two teams. The, the nature of this game is not the same for clock control. Simple as that. Yeah, Penn State. Penn State would only hope would be to slow this game down, and they just can't. They can't do it. So Louisville at I'm sorry, Louisville 
At North Carolina State. This is Mm. interesting because Louisville's been kind of under the radar for a lot of teams. NC State, again, just lost on the road at Miami to a resurgent Miami with a brand-new quarterback. Still don't don't understand that. So let's put it this way. Fine. Who are you taking in this game? The Cardinals or the Wolfpack? I like the Wolfpack to rebound. I bet you do. I think think they're going to come back. I think they're going to rebound from that loss. I think you're right. I do think Louisville's going to give them more hell than people are prepared for. That's all. I, did, I will say this. Had they beaten Miami, this would have been a huge trap for NC State. Okay. But I think I think that refocused them probably. So. UCLA at Utah. Utah lost on the road last week, which was mm. I was surprised at because of the week before the way they played um, against Arizona State. And they beat um, yeah SoCal the week before that. Utah's fun. They're just a ton of fun. They're super fast. They have an identity that's just fun to watch. UCLA, again, just lost at home to Oregon by a score. This is a Pac-12 after dark. It's at 10 p.m. on ESPN. This should be a fun game to watch if you're staying up late. Matt, we're going to watch this somewhere, somehow. At least have it on somewhere. Okay, you hear me? That's Maybe. the one to keep an eye on. <laughs> also, Virginia at BYU. Excuse me. <clears throat> Number 25, BYU. What's interesting about this game... Virginia has no defense. Their defense, I say they have no defense. They would tell you that. Like, I really don't want to be here, sir. I want to leave this team right now. I'm just here because fill in the blank. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's happened. But on offense, they're not. They're kind of explosive. BYU, same thing, except with a better defense. I think BYU might have a slight edge here, but I'm taking Virginia. And I think this game, again, the reason why I bring it up, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Fresno State. Incredible offense against San Diego State. Pretty good defense. I like Fresno State. Mm. Close win last week. CBS Sports Network. So these tickets, are they cost more than twice as much as Virginia at BYU traveling across the country. It's crazy. I just That stuff is interesting to me. And finally, Washington at Stanford. I don't know where to go with this game at all. Every week, this team Stanford, loses or wins, both of these teams, and we go, huh? I can't figure them out. <laughs> yeah. It's Stanford, at Stanford. I, I like I'll big just, trees. Um, I like yeah, saying the I, Cardinal because it confuses people. You mean they're not the Cardinals? No. So give me Stanford. I'll go with that. Sure. How about it? That's it. Well, one uh, one more quick note. So Please. The Florida fans are dumping their tickets on the secondary <gasps> market right now. Are they really? And Oh, yeah. So I just found there is a ticket available for the Florida side for $85. And if you want to buy a Georgia Georgia Tech ticket right now, it's ninety five dollars. So hey, sorry, Georgia you, versus it, who? Tech. So Thank they you. they uh, so basically, it's going to cost you more to see Georgia play Tech than to play Florida. So that's that's <laughs> the state of your program, Gators. That's the state of your program. Would you say the price is right? Oh. Boo. Yeah. Sorry, Gators. You get. Nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! <laughs> um, what else do I need to know about this game? Now, we, we've covered all the games, so real quick. It's, it's half and half, like separate sides of the field? I can't remember. Yeah, so they used to they used to quarter it out, so where it was like every section was like checkerboarded almost. Uh-huh. But it's weird because it wasn't a true checkerboard. It was like angled. And they used to do it that way, but they decided 
no, we don't want to do that because the Florida fans want to sit on the Florida side. The Georgia fans want to sit on the Georgia side. So now they split it right down the middle. Now there's a little weird jigsaw thing that happens in, in, the, end zone, in the end zones. But the weirdest thing about this game, and, and if you haven't been to a game like this, you, you would never know this, but the weird thing is, is so like if Florida does well, that side of the stadium will scream at you. But when Georgia does well, it's quiet, even though you're screaming yay over to them. Because, you know, it's kind of like if you hold a speaker out in front of you, huh? it's not as loud. But when you turn it right at yourself, it's loud. So it's just like the weirdest thing. Because, you know, most stadiums, when you go, if you're at home, it's loud, right? Whenever you're doing something great. And it's quiet, you know, when, when you're not. So it's it's weird. It's, it's strange because you get yelled at when your team's not doing well. <laughs> it's like, shut up. So it's kind of a weird, it's a that, weird thing. I don't. You'll you'll that, see when we get there. It's weird. Yeah, that does it's sound really weird. weird. Well, no, you won't because they won't ever yell because they won't have anything to yell about. Okay, I just found so, a clip sorry. of it. Let's listen. Well, look, we beat Tennessee today, so I'm really <laughs> worried about that. It wasn't a perfect game and it wasn't perfect execution, but these people are really, really happy that we beat Tennessee, and I'm really happy we beat Tennessee. I'm really happy we beat Tennessee, Coach. Speaking of Tennessee, Georgia has done something with Tennessee that Alabama hadn't done. Georgia has given Tennessee their biggest home loss ever with 41 to nothing a few years ago, back in 2017. There you go. Thank you. Great. You said them at home. Oh, and guess what? Tennessee's got to play Georgia this year for their homecoming. Way to go, geniuses. Wait, what? Why would you ever... Yeah, Tennessee scheduled Georgia for their homecoming. At in Knoxville? Yes. Why would you how does that happen? Well, it's like, probably because it was it was originally going to be their homecoming and we switched places with Auburn on the schedule with Tennessee. So now we play Auburn early in the year when we used to play Tennessee and so I think that's what happened. That's so that's so Tennessee though, isn't it? It is. I mean It's very Tennessee. God, even Tennessee beats Tennessee. I can't believe it. Like, my nose is about to start running like a faucet because, again, Rocky another Fox. example of how Tennessee just cannot get it together at all whatsoever. Good old Rocky Flop. Gross. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if they don't know about much about the Appalachian Mountains, but they're not rocky at the top, guys. They're not. <sighs> sure. That's the Rockies. They're out in Colorado, my friend. It's kind of a shame they're that such a really kind of stupid, beautiful state Deserves a better football team. It it really is a pretty state. That's the that's the sad thing. They just have such a crappy football team. Yeah, and they don't deserve and, garbage and don't bring, even thrown on their field. And don't bring Vandy into this. They're not a football team. I take it back. They do deserve the garbage. It's fine. They do more garbage. They brought it with them to Tuscaloosa. Well, you know why they wear orange, right? Go on. It's so they can go to the football games on Saturday. They go hunting on Sunday, and they pick up trash the rest of the week. Took a minute because it was so savage. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I need to bring to this game? Uh, beer. Yeah, we got that covered. Can I borrow a Georgia hat? <laughs> yeah. Can I dress I up plenty. like a vampire for Halloween? You sure can. I'll be wearing black and red, so that's cool, right? Do you, do you need permission for anything else? Do you need a, you need a potty break? Y- yes. <laughs> can I wipe front to back? Uh, if that's what does it for you. It does every time. 
right. I'm excited, Matt. This is going to be a blast. I'm super stoked. We're finally getting to go to this game. I hate it because I'm missing the Tartan Ball. The uh, St. Andrews Society of Upper South Carolina is having their big Tartan Ball. They We bring in the Royal Highland Fusiliers. They serve as our honor guard for the Greenville Scottish Games at Furman University every year, except for the last one, like except for the last two for COVID. They're coming back in May. That's why I bring it up. My buddy, Ned Williams, who I was trying to get on the podcast this week, Ned lives a full life. He works his butt off. He was in San Diego when I was trying to have him on. He's going to be at this game. He's also a member of the society. He's not going to be at the Tartan Ball. So that helps me feel good about tell not him, being there to take pictures. Tell him to stop by. Tell him to come by. Well, I'm going to be I'm going to be in touch with him. We're going to find him. And, in fact, we may be able to talk to him next week, too. Um, but yeah, he, we, we, he, he never misses this game, people. it sounds like. I'm super stoked to just to know that he's going to be there instead of at the Tartan Ball. It helps me feel not so bad. So. I'm just mad. They haven't invited me to that. I'm like 100% Scottish. So, Well, in any case, I can do that too. But what we're going to do is while we're there at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is we're going to do a toast. We're going to say Slancha to the Royal Highland Fusiliers, and we're going to drink to them. Okay? That's all. That's why I bring it up. And if we find Ned, we're going to do it twice. That's all there is okay. to it. Ned, I miss we'll you, buddy. Do... Go dogs. I hope that we see you out there. And uh, that's it. You got anything else, Matt? That's it, man. That's all for me. Roll Tide. Go Irish. Go Tigers. Go Dogs. Beat the hell out of everybody. We'll see y'all next week. Not red, not blue, not white, not green, just gray.